This is Kristen Nicole Young, and you're listening to the Headbands and Hard Truth Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining the podcast today. Um, I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about. My friend Rachel is with me today on the podcast, and I'll let her tell about herself in just a little bit. Uh, But today we're going to be talking about minimizing screen time for our kids and for our family, and also teaching our kids how to play independently, how to raise kids who um, know how to play by themselves, who know how to use their imaginations, who know how to play creatively creatively, um, basically just giving them activities and ideas and things to do, um, besides just being on screens. And that's really, um, that's a really big topic these days because, uh, you know, we have tablets and phones and TV and, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's like, mommy needs a break, go watch a show, um, which, Hey, I am in that camp. So if you do that, then this is not like a, a shame train or anything. Um, but it, you know, it's kind of become, it it can be a crutch. It can be, um, a babysitter. And so, uh, so we're going to talk about today, how we can minimize screen time and how we can, you know, if our kids are not sitting in front of a screen, how we can teach them to independently play, um, how we can teach them to entertain themselves so that we can have, um, a little bit of a break sometimes a little bit of some sanity. Um, anyway, I am so excited to introduce Rachel and I'm gonna let her tell a little bit about herself. Well, thanks so much, Kristen. I appreciate you having me here on your show. It's such an honor and a blessing for sure. Um, and yes, this is no shame game here. I know it's a hard topic, um, but we're going to kind of talk about some hard things um, with a lot of grace. So um, I should mention um, I love Jesus. He's Lord of my life and our home. Um, I am a wife to Donnie Swanepoel. We've been married for eight years. We have three children. Eleanor is seven, Clark is four, and we have a baby girl, Eden, who is seven months today. Um, I'm a homeschooling mom, a newbie homeschooler. It's our first year. And um, yeah, I'm just in a season of life of trying to disciple my kids and take care of our home and soaking up this time when they're little because it goes by so fast. I love that. Thanks for sharing about yourself. Um, and Rachel and I, our husbands work together at the same company. And so we have become really good friends, I guess over the past year, maybe. And we, um, both kind of stumbled into, I say stumbled. We are, um, we started homeschooling kind of at the same time. So we always, you know, text each other about what are you doing with homeschooling and, you know, asking each other questions. Um, so we've become really good friends this past year, um, because our husbands work together. So, um, she, their family is very dear to us. So anyway, um, okay. So you, so we can go ahead and get started. Like we can jump right in. So you share a lot about screens and how they affect our kids. And this is one of your big things you talk about on your Instagram. Um, and I will link her Instagram as well. So you can check her page out. She's got some really good stuff, really good things to say. Um, so you share a lot about screens and how they affect our kids. And, um, can you share about your family's journey toward learning about screens and their impact? And, you know, how long have you guys, uh, been just been doing that? Yeah. So, um, I will say I'm no, um, specialist or expert or anything. I'm just a mama bear. Um, and so a lot of what I 
things we do is based on that a lot. Um, but we have not been, we've not always been great about screens. Like I remember when Eleanor blessed the firstborns are always just the guinea pigs. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, she, was a, she was a baby and I put her in front of the TV. I'm like, you're crying. Like, I don't even know what to do right now. Um, I remember when she was a toddler, there were times we put her like to get her to eat, we put her in front of a show. Um, that was, she was probably around two. And then I remember specifically one time, um, I used to work for an online business. And so one day I had this big project. I swear she watched, there's this YouTube show called Bob the Train. It was like hours. Um, that was not my proudest moment. So like we definitely <laughs> have been there. Um, but we were, you know, you're just your average Americans. You know, we would let them watch shows if they were getting whiny at a restaurant, um, all of that. But I remember specifically there was one season and I, I want to say it's kind of hard to remember because like, I don't know, mom brain, it just, the past can be foggy sometimes. But I remember they were probably preschool toddler age and me and Donnie just noticed the kids behavior was just not how it normally was. They were acting out a lot. They seemed frustrated, irritated, whiny. And we were like, well, maybe they've just been having too much screen time. We were like, maybe that's what it is. So for whatever reason, we decided to just go cold turkey. And for a week, we were like, we're just not going to do screens. We're just not, we're going to remove this cold turkey for a while. And then we can introduce it back in a healthy way. And I just remember there being such a big contrast and how they were like, they were like different kids. They were happier. Um, they were just less frustrated. It was just a better environment and they just did a lot better. Um, and so that was enough really to convince us that screen time definitely has an effect on our kids. Um, and so from that, I think that was probably the turning point of our journey of just exploring that. Um, not long after that, we actually decided to take the TV out of our living room. Um, our living room is definitely a shared space between us and our kids back then, like their toys were in there and little cubbies. And so um, we were like, you know, let's see what that does because when they see it, they're like, can I watch a show? Can I watch a show? And so we're like, well, let's just get rid of it. Um, and that also had a huge impact on our kids. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but um, after that, we really just tried to nurture a love of creativity and reading and playing um, and really tried to kind of go towards that path. But it's definitely been a process and progress. It wasn't like an overnight, oh, now my kids don't, you know, ever use screens. It was definitely <laughs> like a long, it's been a long journey for sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's incredible. And that's so interesting that there is such a stark contrast between uh, the amount of time that they were on screens and their attitudes, their, you know, being happy and sleeping well, or, you know, sleeping poorly, however it is with just based on screen time. And so when you saw that, um, you know, when you saw that in your kids, did that like send you down a rabbit hole, like looking at all the, you know, research and all the effects on kids? I mean, I know, you know, it's such an interesting, such an interesting thing because, for millennials, you know, like we're raising kids in the screen age where it's like not really been pioneered before, you know, like I remember getting a cell phone. It was like flip phone when I was in, oh, I don't know, like 
eighth grade, maybe, you know? And so and it was like all the rage. It was like a flip phone. Wow. But, you know, like our parents had to start, had to figure out kind of, you know, technology, but we didn't even have smartphones back then. But it's like now as parents, we're in this territory of raising our kids and they know what a phone is and what a TV is and what a screen is. And from the time that they're like infants. And so as we've gone into these waters and like, this is kind of a new territory, you know, it takes a while for the research to come out, but now there's starting to be research coming out and statistics and just studies and effects showing screen time and showing, um, just the effect on the effects on kids' brains. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's, what are the effects on kids, um, with screen time? Yes, for sure. Um, I've definitely done a little bit of research and, and I will say, you know, first and foremost, it kind of came with just this idea of like your, my instinct was like, this can't be good for our kids. Right. You know, a lot of times, like even beyond science and whatever, it's like, we have that within us, um, to kind of know when something's off. But as far as research goes, yes, there's a ton of information out there. And I'm going to share a little bit about this and you can, it's actually pretty easy to find this stuff, um, on the internet, but, um, just to list a few of the negative side effects of, you know, excessive screen time usage is like we talked on behavior problems, um, that sensory overload, it just really has an effect on their behavior. Um, it could even lead to like obesity and the risk of becoming overweight. If kids aren't getting exercise, um, maybe they're eating while they're watching and they just, they're not, their brain isn't telling them when they're full, um, problems with sleep. Um, if they are watching shows or using devices, especially close to bedtime, Uh, there's a blue light in screens that actually causes you to feel alert because it suppresses melatonin, which is the hormone that makes you feel sleepy. Um, So that can definitely, and when kids don't get sleep, kids need sleep. Mm -hmm. Kids need sleep to to thrive. Um, Your kids can have an inability to focus if they spend too much time on screens. And a short attention span, and this can have a great effect on their academic performances, affecting how they're able to cope at school, and just a, a lack of, they can lack social skills, mm-hmm. the ability to interact with others, and even lack of creativity. And yeah. and I definitely want to expand on some of these. So with screen time, there's really th- three things to consider um, because it's not always just about how much they watch. Like, for example, what they watch definitely plays a part. How much they watch, of course. And then the third thing would be how you use it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking about how much or what they're watching, if they are watching something, for example, that <laughs> like, have you ever seen shows where the kids in the shows or even the characters are just overly obnoxious and like hyper? Yes. That's, my mom used to think that way about SpongeBob. We used to not be able to watch SpongeBob, not because it, she, I don't know. She just didn't like it. She was like, it's going to make you stupid. Like that show's just going to make you stupid. Anyway, yes. keep going. that's exactly what I'm thinking about. I feel that every time I turn on like Cartoon Network, I'm like, I just can't. And I've experienced seeing kids before they, they mimic the characters that they see and then they start to become loud, obnoxious. Um, you know, obviously violence and video games is a problem. Yeah. 
Um, and, and just not all screen time is created equal. I think that's important. Some shows are just more overstimulating than others. Um, I think that's definitely true. And I'll touch on that a little bit later, but, um, so what they watch definitely matters. I think we become kind of what we consume in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, And as far as, and this is so tricky with the amount of screen time, because it's hard to put a definite, like this is too much. And this is too little. You, you definitely have to watch your kids. Um, and I'm slow to want to say you do you, but like, you know, you do Mm kind of need to monitor your kids, but uh, if you want a guide to go off of, um, sorry, this is, this is the nerdy part, but the research, bring us the nerdy part, get it to us. So the American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends no screen time before age two and one to two hours a day after that as kids. So if you want something to go off of, that helps. Um, But, you know, apart from the science of it, if you think about it this way, the more kids are spending time on screens, the less time they are spending being creative, using their brains, interacting with other humans and people that they love. And like our brains need their brains, especially as children, they need external stimuli to stimulate their brains and to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. Um, this last statistic for you, 85 to 90% of a child's brain is developed by age five. Wow. So that time in a child's life is so, so important. Um, and then, you know, screen time on the brain can be very damaging. It can become addictive. You know, it releases that chemical in your brain dopamine, which is the same chemical that is released when you have a drug addiction, addiction to sugar, addiction to anything. It's basically, um, that chemical that expects a reward. And so for example, you have a child playing on a tablet and they get used to playing on the tablet and the child presses the button and the screen lights up or reacts. And so now all of a sudden you have a child who is getting used to that instant gratification. That's a really um, good point. Which can cause problems. And, you know, even shows with like bright colors and the images are moving fast. Again, not all shows are like this. Some have more of a trance-like thing. I mean, they're designed to get your kid's attention. And so what happens when your child is used to seeing bright, fast moving images, and then they're in the real world and it's ordinary, they sometimes have a hard time functioning. And so, you know, that's a little bit the reason why, you know, how much screen time you use, it it really can have an effect on our kids. Yeah, that's a really good point. I guess I haven't thought about it from that way of, uh, developing that instant gratification and that, um, almost like a, a not reality, uh, mindset of like, even those, even the types of colors, you know, like the colors are brighter and different than colors in real life. And I mean, there's red, but then on the screen, it's like super vibrant, bright red, you know, it for 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 an, an example, but I guess I haven't thought about it that way about it, you know, kind of cultivating that instant gratification because, you know, like even like we don't watch cable or we don't watch cable. We don't have cable. We have like Hulu to watch football. That's about it. And basketball. Um, so our kids watch, you know, certain shows on like 
Amazon Prime or Go Minnow, which I will, I'll talk about these resources at the end. Like, you know, if you want to do screen time, certain shows that we allow our kids to watch, um, but they don't have to watch commercials. They can just go and choose any show they want at any time they want. And there are no commercials. You can even skip the intro. You can fast forward. You can pause. And that's so different than even, you know, when we were growing up watching shows, it was like every day at a certain time, this show came on. It was like, you better have your butt in front of the TV if you were going to watch that show because there was no DVR. There was no pause and fast forward and record and stuff. Um, But I mean, just that even too is, you know, they, they literally have it at their, at the tip of their fingers, which is convenient in some ways, but then also, you know, destructive in other ways, which is with, you know, most things is there's a, there's a way to handle it. Um, That's that, that's really good to share about those effects. I think it's good for us to remember, you know, like every, well, I say everything, you know, most things can be used for good or for harm and excess is, harmful. It's harmful. Um, that would be gluttony. Um, you know, just like, uh, just consuming so much of something. And so uh, I think it's good for us as moms to be reminded, like, it's good for me to be reminded of these things. Um, and so you already touched about on this a little bit. Uh, so about, you know, getting rid of your TV in the living room and how it affected your family and your kids. Can you briefly touch on that before we go into like, you know, well, how do you transition from screen time to like, you know, independently playing and stuff? So how, so briefly, how did it impact your family um, when you guys decided? So, so my kids, and again, this was not overnight, but they've just gotten to the point where they play a lot. They play independently um, and together now they have sibling bickerings, <laughs> you know, they wrap sometimes. Um, but you know, they, they're able to get creative. They come up with like games to play with each other. Um, they, they love to build things, draw, create, they love to read. Um, and a lot of times they'll just sit down and read when they're bored and tired. Like they don't fear the in-between times of things where they have nothing to do. It's, it's normal. Um, they spend a lot of time outside. I'm so surprised by what they can do with some dirt and rocks. We don't have any cool like play yard in our backyard or anything, but they will spend like, they'll spend like two hours out there just like playing. Um, and just another thing is I feel like I can take them anywhere. I can take them to the store. I can take them out to eat. Um, and I, and I wanted to touch on that a little bit too, because, you know, like you mentioned, there is healthy screen time. And I'm so excited you're sharing those resources later because we, we got the minnow, um, app and we watched, uh, torch lighters on there. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's awesome. It was so good. I was probably more pumped than the kids, but (laughs) it was good. I'm glad. there are healthy ways to do screen time, like yeah. family movie night. If you have a set time for like, this is the time you you get to watch a show, um, you know, like, and, but the thing is that the problem it, when you're out and about, and, you know, like I said, being able to take them places, you know, it's not like we're passing the toy aisle and they're like, oh, I want this toy. And then they're throwing a fit because a lot of times what we want to do is we want to just hand over the device. We're like, Oh, let's just watch a show. Um, but the, what that creates is you're using screen time to avoid a teaching opportunity. Mm, that's so good. Um, 
you know, screen time usage out in restaurants, like you're using, it, it prohibits them from learning to interact with their family members at the dinner table Mm -hmm. and learning to wait. And so I would say one of the benefits of, you know, reducing the screen time is I feel like I can take them places. And obviously screen time is not the only thing that helps this. Obviously you have to have some good discipline and teaching of your kids, but that has been great. And, And I just feel like we have more time for connection like those in between times where you're like, oh, we need to put on a show because I need time to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, they may be talking to me while I'm cooking or, um, you know, hanging out with dad in the living room. It, 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 I just feel like it's in those in between passing times where you connect with people. And so yeah. I feel like when it's not used up with screen time or a show all the time, you get more of those opportunities to connect. So I would say those is probably some of the ways that it's benefited our family personally. Mm, That's really great. I'm glad you touched on that, you know, taking them out in public and taking them to restaurants. I just, you know, and this is not a knock on families who have done this. We have done this before. Um, We have too. And so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's learning, it's learning and, and growing. And, you know, like you said earlier, paying attention to your kids and what your kids needs. And it's, and it's, it's good to, you know, it's not using screen time as a crutch, you know, when you're in, and this is a, this is a tip for, well, I don't want to say a tip. This is just something that we have implemented in our home. Um, and that we cling to is, you know, it's easier to just hand them a phone or a screen to not have to deal with a temper tantrum in public, but then that breeds problems down the road. Like, you know, the instant gratification, the like getting it their way, not being able to connect at a dinner table, not knowing how to act in public. And so something that we had, we cling to in our family, we like kind of hone in on is, um, it's harder now, easier later. And that doesn't mean that any part of parenting is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to be like, Oh, you know, walk in the park, but it's, it's the training now it's the, uh, the correcting now it's the, this is how you act in public. And this is not how you act in public. It's, it's, it's taken the harder road and that, and I think that a lot of times that's why we default to screen time is because it's easier and I get it. We're so tired. We don't want to deal with another meltdown. We don't want another family at another table, looking at our kid thinking, who is that kid's parent, you know, (laughs) and it's a lot easier to just pass them over something or give them something to distract. But like you said, when we, when we choose to do the hard things now, we will benefit later down the road because then we can pleasantly take our kids to a restaurant. We yeah. can pleasantly take them to the grocery store and they're not running around and screaming and, you know, throwing fits because they didn't get a toy. Um, and so I think that's something for us to remember too, is like, you know, we need to put in the hard work on the front end um, and then reap the reward on the back end. Now, not, you know, there's obviously going to be challenges at every point, but just remembering hard now, easier later or easy now and harder later. I would rather deal with tantrums now than as a teenager, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. Teenagers definitely have tantrums too. <laughs> in a different ways too. And I mean, and it's not about perfection, right? Like right. it's not to say that you're never going to have a bad day where you just like, cannot even 
Mm-hmm. I've had those moments and my husband's like, Rachel, put on a show. Like, yes. so you can get yourself together, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are definitely those times yeah. where it's like, okay, I can either be a crazy mom and yell at my kids mm-hmm. or I can take a second. And sometimes mm-hmm. you, that is the better option. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what you do most of the time that matters, not the couple times where sure. you handed over the screen. Yeah. So it, it's not about perfection at all. That's good. That's a good <laughs> point. Absolutely right. I mean, it does. I am all for it being easier for moms. Not that it's ever easy, but like it. And if you do these things, you know, in trying to moderate the screen time, it is, it will be easier. Um, so I'm really glad that you touched on that because I do think that's important. So can you share, um, a little bit like, you know, I'm sure it was challenging whenever you guys took away the screens, um, or stopped doing screen time. Like you mentioned, like, you know, having it pretty much there at any given moment. Um, how did you transition to teaching your kids to entertain themselves? Um, how have you taught your kids to play independent, independently? And can you, you know, I know you shared some activities that they do, but how did you transition from screen time and handling their, um, maybe their, I don't know if they had any outbursts or their, you know, whatever, whatever it was, how did you transition from that to teaching them to play independently? Right. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, handling outbursts and resistance, I think that's just a matter of like, you know, we're very much the authority as their parents. And we just kind of talk through things. We hold the boundary, um, Mm -hmm. and then try to direct them in a different way. But I would say the biggest thing that helped us with this is that I just don't have the mindset that I'm responsible for entertaining my children. That's just not how I grew up. And I just feel like our culture today, I don't know if it's our generation or why that is, it's like this pressure that we have to constantly provide something fun or like a fun activity or like always having something scheduled. And like I grew up, I had opportunities to be bored and I played with my brother and I drew pictures, you know, like I I had fun. And so I think that mindset, I think helped a little bit. I just, I released myself from that pressure of always having something. And I think you know, of course, like we need to fill our kids love tank. Don't hear me say, don't play with your kids. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying at all. Like definitely spend time. Just, <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Somebody on the internet is going to take that and think, oh my gosh, she's abusing her kids. Anyway, that was a joke. Everybody. <laughs> you got to say it. Um, um, so yeah, fill their love tank, but you have to let them experience boredom. And I've kind of had that mindset going into it because the thing is, is if you normalize boredom and talk to your kids, like when they're like, I'm bored, like we've definitely heard that many times, you know, we can respond by just saying, Hey, that's okay. I get bored sometimes. What are some things that you could do and just be okay with being bored? It's, it's when kids get bored that they actually have the opportunity to get creative and problem solve. Otherwise they always have like, if mom, even not even a screen, but if mom even provides all the activities or all the entertainment that, that doesn't give them an opportunity to do that. And so I would say normalizing boredom really helped. Um, and then we implement a a daily quiet time. So when the kids were younger, obviously they napped, dude, my kids napped till they were like, 
three, <laughs> like they napped. But then when they weren't napping anymore, we were like, oh, this time is kind of nice. Like I'm going to miss nap time. And so basically, instead of just being like, okay, no more naps, you can just do whatever we kind of, cause they were still tired sometimes. And so we kind of started with like, okay, well you can have some books and stuffed animals and quiet toys in your bed because then sometimes they'd fall asleep. But then as they got older, that kind of transitioned to like, a, okay, it's quiet time. Pick what you want to do. You know, you can be in your room. You can be in the playroom. It's quiet time has looked different in our house in different seasons. Now they just go outside. Like this week, I think they've gone outside every day except for today because it was raining. But like, it, it looks different. But basically having the quiet time, they have to figure it out. Um, and so I think that has helped a lot because if they have a set time where it's like, okay, you're responsible for your, your own playtime in this time frame, it helps them figure it out. And, you know, I think along with that is we've tried to provide open-ended toys and now these don't have to be like the super expensive, you know, but like magnetiles or, and you can get a lot of these secondhand, but just having things that require creativity or building something rather than like battery operated toys where you press a button and the toy entertains the kid and they don't have to, to do anything mm -hmm. that gets old real quick. And so having things that they can do with their hands um, really helped or like activities and puzzles and sticker books. I mean, we've had all the things. Um, and so, you know, I think that kind of helps them learn to play independently. And, and, you know, of course, getting them outside, if you can help them, you know, love to read that helps because when they're bored, they can just grab a book off the shelf and sit and look at pictures if they, you know, if they're not old enough to read. Um, but those are just some of the ways I would say we've tried to kind of nurture that in them that, you know, it's okay to be bored. You can go play. You got plenty to do go have fun. <laughs> that's so good. And you're so right. Whenever they experience boredom, that's, we do the, our, our three youngest nap. So Ava, Judah, and Josie, they, they still nap. And, awesome. uh, but Brecken, when he turned five last year, which he napped for a long time, when he turned five, he just didn't, he just didn't really want, couldn't really nap, you know, it was affecting bedtime. And so we, you know, cut that out, but we've implemented rest time. And there's been so many times he's like, mom, I'm bored. I'm like, well, you know, you have lots of toys and you can go play. And he usually finds something great to do, something fun to do, or we, you know, we'll have really good time together where we build Legos together. Um, so yes, that's really good. That's, it's so good. And I think it's just having the mindset of, you know, like for us as moms, like having the mindset of it is good for my kids to play by themselves. And you're, I'm so glad that you touched on in this like Pinterest mom age and looking at, you know, Instagram, like moms on Instagram is mm -hmm. it, it's like, I have felt guilty before almost of like, well, I don't have a craft for them to do every day. Or like, I'm not a craft mom. Let like, hear me now. I, I am not a craft mom. Now I will throw a party and we will dance and we will <laughs> go play outside, but I am not a craft mom. Now, does that mean that I should just never do crafts with them? No, because we all have areas that we need to stretch and grow in. Right. And like you said, fill their love tanks. Um, yes. However, 
we ain't going to have crafts every week, like maybe one day a week or, you know, um, but teaching them to go outside and explore the world, to use blocks, to use Legos. I love what you said about that. And, you know, for moms out there who are thinking, wow, this seems so overwhelming. I don't know if my kid would ever do that. You just have to start somewhere. And so maybe it's, you know, your kid still has you know, screen time, maybe you cut back a little bit, like maybe cut back one episode and then you play blocks with them. And over time, as they start to learn to, you know, play blocks and do these other things and, you know, build Legos or play Barbies or whatever it is, then it just kind of starts to become, you know, the norm. And so, uh, it, it's a gradual process and don't quit whenever it's really hard, when you're just, you know, getting started, trying to transition, don't quit. Um, and it's, it's good. Like Rachel said, it's good for them to be bored. It's, it's good for them to know how to play by themselves. And I mean, they need it. And so do we moms, we need need a break and, and it's good to teach them that the world does not revolve around them. And it's good for us to, you know, have time to put our makeup on if we want to put our makeup on or, you know, get dressed or brush our teeth, honestly, um, brush our teeth. (laughs) And it's good for them to see that, you know, mom has things that she has to do too. Like our household does not clean itself. Our laundry does not fold itself. Like, you know, there are things that mom has to do around the house to take care of the house. And anyway, that's a whole, that could, I feel like that could all be an entirely other podcast, but, um, (laughs) anyway so right before we go um can you share well first I want to say Rachel has a guide um that can help you with all of these things I will link them in the show notes and also um they are in Rachel's bio on Instagram and so you can find them on there I'll tag her um in the show notes as well. Um, so she has a guide for this kind of stuff, but before we go, what what are some practical tips that you can share with moms to help transition into this, to cut down on screen time and teach their kids to play independently? Yes. Well, I I love how you said, you know, it's, it's baby steps sometimes, Uh, you know, there are probably people listening who are in different seasons. Okay. And so this is not going to look the same for every family. And so you should celebrate small wins. Um, and exactly what you said, it starts with commitment. Um, I would say commit to it because it is what's best for your kids. It will be so easy to give in, but like Kristen talked about earlier, it's hard now, but I'm telling you, it's so worth it. And it will make your life easier in the long run. Not only is it good for your kids, but it's going to help you as well. Um, so I would just commit to it, you know, have that mindset, um, going into it that like, you know, it's okay to be bored. They don't need a screen right now. You're the authority and you know, what's best for your kids. So have that in the back of your mind. Um, and I will say this, I think it's, you know, definitely you can cut back on, you know, some kids might respond better to slowly cutting it back. Um, or you could do what we did and do a cold Turkey, just a fast. Um, the reason why I do love fast is because a, a fast basically meaning like you remove something that you normally do every day. You just take it away for a certain amount of time. Um, and I think the reason why that works is it helps your brain to understand, Oh, I don't actually need this thing. Um, it's just gone. So it helps your brain not become as addicted to it. 
with screen time. Um, and, and I would say have boundaries, you know, whenever you introduce it back or whatever, have boundaries, think about, have a plan. Like, when are you going to use screen time? How are you going to use it and stick to it and communicate it to your kids? Like everything that you want to do, communicate with your kids, make it sound like the best thing ever. And like, you can reward them if you want, but, um, I think letting your kids know what to expect helps a lot. Like, Hey, we're about to go sit at a restaurant. You might have to wait a little bit. Mommy did not bring the tablet. What are some things you can take with you that will help you in case you start to get bored? Take snacks also. (laughs) Just don't bring them hangry to the restaurant. That's that's just a tip for everyone. (laughs) Always bring snacks anywhere. Anywhere. Um, and I would say, you know, have some alternatives handy. Like if you need to keep a stash of like some coloring books in your purse, do it. Um, if you want to have some puzzles, you know, whatever it is, have some things in your tool belt that you can whip out when your kids are like, mom, I'm bored. Like, what do I do? Like, you can do these sticker books, you know, or whatever. Um, you won't always have to do that. Eventually they won't ask for a show. Maybe, you know, like, but in that transition time, it is helpful to have kind of those things like, here's what you can do instead. Um, And I would say the very last tip, and Kristen uh, mentioned this a little bit, is be prepared for pushback. Like it is not going to be, your kids aren't going to happily, you know, be like, oh, I love not watching TV, you know, (laughs) They're not going to be like that at first. They're going to really want to watch a show and they're going to whine and they're going to cry and you're going to throw a fit and you're going to be like, why am I doing this? Again, it goes back to that commitment, but be prepared for that. Be prepared for pushback, especially if they have an actual screen time addiction. Like there are real like withdrawal symptoms from taking away screens from a child who is addicted to screens. So it might get ugly before it gets prettier, you know? Um, but again, it's so worth it. And, and I would just end on this, you know, from, from my end is that I would just say, if you're listening to this and you're starting to feel like guilt creep up, just don't even go there. Like you do not have to feel guilt over this. Every single mom has done things that they maybe are like, okay, I maybe wish I wouldn't have done it that way. I've been there. I know Kristen's been there. There There's so much grace And, and I would say, just have confidence. Like you can have confidence that your kids, they have everything that they need. God created them to thrive in this natural world without screens. They have skills and talents of their own to develop. Um, And I think it's so good for us to steward that. And so that's what I would uh, kind of just encourage you with um, as you start your journey on trying to reduce screen time in your homes. Yay. That's so good. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we need to add anything else. I think you <laughs> tied a really nice bow on that. And, uh, I, th- I think that this is going to be really helpful for, um, for moms this is helpful for me. Um, as good reminders always. Um, so if you enjoy this podcast and you, uh, know mom friends, if you have mom friends, or if you, you know, a mom, you know, a soon to be mom, um, share it with them and, um, you can share it on your social media as well and tag me. That would always be, um, super fun. I love to see if y'all are listening to the podcast. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Nicole young, and, uh, I will be tagging Rachel and also pointing you over to 
um, her, uh, her guide to help with this. Um, oh, I forgot before we go, um, the resources, I mean, the, uh, the, yes. the shows that we watch, I'll also include those in the show notes. Um, cause this is really, really brief. Um, so, uh, in our family, we are very particular about what our kids watch. Um, mm-hmm. we are not trying to have them indoctrinated by all these certain, certain agendas. Um, I'm just going to leave it there on this one, but, um, and also just, you know, it's just their little minds are just so they literally can latch on to anything and everything. Like they could see one thing in one episode and talk about it for the next year. It's insane. So we've got to guard their minds and also what comes into our home. So we're really particular about it. Um, and we also, for our family in particular, we don't like the fluffy gospel. Um, so nothing wrong with veggie tales. If you want to show your kids veggie tales, but we don't do veggie tales in our home, not because we think it's bad, but because we would rather show them actual biblical stories, how they happened. Um, and so that our kids know the Bible and know that, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego was not about a chocolate bunny. Um, if you don't get that reference, it's a veggie tale episode. Anyway, way. Um, so in our family, we have an app called go minnow it's M I N N O. And, um, again, none of this is, none of this is sponsored. It's just what we watched in our home. And it's an app. It's like six 99 a month, I think, but they have tons of family devotionals shows. They have this really cute, well, I say cute, this really neat, um, Bible man series. It's like cartoon and he fights the bad guys with the, with God's word. Um, but there is also, this is my favorite, probably it's called Torchlighters. And if you are familiar with voice of the martyrs, um, they have like a magazine and, uh, several other, um, publications it's like the kids version of voice of the martyrs. So there are cartoons of missionary stories. So there are episodes about Corey Ten Boom, Harriet Tubman, uh, George Mueller, uh, Martin Luther, um, St. Augustine. Uh, There's so many different episodes and they're cartoon shows of their life. And so it's really neat because we get to talk through, you know, yeah, these people were killed for their faith. Like, you know, so our kids see that they were martyred for the name of Jesus. And so it's not like if you follow Jesus, your life will be great and everything will be fine. It's like, well, sometimes you die for your faith. Um, and so anyway, so we do torch lighters, on the go minnow app. And then also on Amazon prime, I believe it. I, I, I believe it's free, um, is super book. And that's a really good one. It's probably for a little bit older. It, well, we have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, um, and they watch it and they love it. And so, um, but it says seven plus, but anyway, we watch super book. Um, so those are some of the Christian shows that we watch. Um, and then we also do little bear. It's like been on TV for the longest time and it's on Amazon. Anyway, we do little bear. They love little bear, but, um, yeah, so I'll include those in the show notes. Um, anyway, back to the ending of this podcast, (laughs) thank you so much for joining. I would love if you would give this a rating, if you enjoyed it, you can share it if you enjoyed it. And, um, I am excited to, uh, hear how this encourages you. I know Rachel had a lot of great things to say. So, uh, thanks for listening and hope you have a great rest of your day. 